love all things TV, you're in the right place. Each episode of Chatterbox explores the best programmes and movies on British telly and is brought to you by a trio of critics. I'm Sarah Morgan and I love everything from the retro hits of yesteryear to the current crop of hit dramas and sitcoms, as well as classic movies. Joining in the fun this week are Chris Daniel. Hi, I'm Chris. I I love watching lots of things on the TV, but some of the things you will never catch me watching include soaps, Channel 5 and talent shows. I'm Roger Crowe. I'm Roger Crowe, and many of the things that you will find me watching are soaps, talent shows, and uh, classic old Jerry Anderson series such as Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet. This week, we're looking at the best new shows and free-to-air films available from week commencing Saturday 11th of January. So we'll start off with the new shows, um, and we start on Sunday on BBC Two at 9pm with the latest Louis Theroux documentary, which is called Selling Sex. And it's, it basically is investigating um, how women are actually legally selling sexual services um, to supplement their income and trying to discover whether that's actually a safe way of doing it or not. Mm-hmm. So In this country? In this country. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't think it was possible to... Apparently. Legally. Apparently so, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's from their own home or... Um, because then you're not. I think it's something to do with not being a public nuisance. Right. Okay. Right, okay. So if you're if you're doing it from home or from a hotel, it's acceptable apparently. So oh, really? Well, uh, well you'll have to, to watch it, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Anything to do with how it's advertised as well? Well, I don't know really about that. But again, you have to watch the documentary. There is apparently yeah. some sort of loophole. Mm. Otherwise, the documentary wouldn't exist, would it? No. <laughs> so well, no. <laughs> No, it's not. Well, first half heard of it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> Did you not get the memo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it anyway. That's Louis Theroux's latest documentary. I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. I think I kind of preferred it when he did sort of more light-hearted subjects. He's, really. he's always sort of kind of skirted with the kind of dark underbelly, hasn't he? Well, I think because he's done quite a few of them now, he can't get himself out of it, can he? Yeah. He's sort of like plunged down the rabbit hole and there is no escape for him. I've been so, reading yeah. his uh, book recently in which he kind of uh, revisits a lot of the stuff that he's done over the last 20 years or so. It's it's quite a good read, but he, he always seems to end up with the seedier side of things, especially yeah. like in the States or here. Mm. But I do you like can, a lot you of can be seedy and not necessarily, yeah, I mean, he, you know, that kind of... He, he, he never it, comes across as seedy. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, no. Which is, which is why it works really well, because he always comes across as like this uh, rabbit caught in headlights. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's like an innocent abroad. Completely. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that's why it works. If he, if he came across as seedy, I probably wouldn't watch it, but because he just comes across as completely naive in these situations. Even though he's been doing this sort of thing for 20-odd years, it's, uh, it does make for interesting uh, TV. Yeah, you would have thought nothing would surprise him now. Yeah. Yeah, and mm. he'd seen it all. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. That's Louis Theroux selling sex, not him personally. <laughs> anyway, on Sunday on BBC Two at nine pm. Moving on to Monday on Sky Atlantic, also at nine pm, is The Outsider, which is a new series, ten-part new series based on um, a Stephen King, twenty eighteen Stephen King novel mm-hmm. of the same name. Uh, the first two episodes are on that night, and it's it's a it starts out as a, as a straightforward murder investigation, but then it becomes much darker. It takes a sort of sinister turn because there's a, a supernatural force involved in it, which you would probably kind of expect from yeah, Stephen, Stephen King, King yeah. really. Um, 
It looks really interesting. It's, it's got some links with his Bill Hodges trilogy, which people oh, right. may be familiar with from the Mr. Mercedes yeah. series, which was based on those books. Mm. Um, and this this drama has got Ben Mendelsohn, he's the playing the detective. But it also got uh, Jason Bateman, who was directing the first couple of episodes. Mm. In fact, it starts with a double bill. And Paddy, uh, Paddy Considine, oh, who, right. you know, can do no wrong with yeah. the eyes, really. Chris is not convinced no, by that. Not a fan. <laughs> I, lo- I love Ben Mendelsohn, and I know he's like the go to villain these days. He is nowadays. He's isn't he? just mm. so good. And I'm not surprised that they get him for uh, things like Captain Marvel and uh, Ready Player One and Rogue One. Um, so yeah, I'll uh, certainly give it a look. And I love I love Stephen King, but so many of the conversions of his uh, of his novels and novellas just are so bad. Mm. I mean, there's been a handful recently that have been okay, but for every sort of Dark Tower, which is atrocious, uh, there seems to be a dozen of those compared to you know one decent Stephen King adaptation, which uh, certainly it. Well, I've only seen chapter one, but it was was pretty good. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think you can just adapt anything by Stephen King and it will automatically draw people in yeah, because of his the name, name recognition. Yeah, so big, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he seems quite interesting. It could be alright. I think it yeah. might be okay, actually. Jason um, Bateman's who interests me in that because obviously comedic past but nowadays he's going down yeah. darker sort of yeah. Disney, so that's quite interesting. No, he's been around forever, hasn't he? Mm. Isn't he Teen Wolf 2? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. He, he should be, I've no idea how old he is, but it feels as if he should be about yeah. 75. No, funnily <laughs> enough, um, I saw an advert something the other night, and it was a new series with Rob Lowe in, and I thought, well, it still looks as though he's about mm. 30 or 40, and he's been around for 57 years or something, isn't mm. it? So he's yeah. another one of those who just doesn't yeah. seem to go away. When he was in Parks and Recreation, that was kind of the in-joke. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's The Outsider. That's on Monday on Sky Atlantic at 9pm. Then there's a bit more of an old favourite, also on Monday, this time on ITV at 9pm, and that's Cold Feet. Now, I must admit, I've never actually watched Cold oh, Feet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I've never seen a single series. I did back in the day, like the original series, yeah. the first couple of series, and I really enjoyed it, but then it got a bit rubbish. Then it disappeared for a long time, then they brought it back, probably again, just because of the name recognition. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of become a brand in a way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I haven't seen any of the more recent incarnation and it doesn't really interest me. So I, I only got into it during the, the latest incarnation. Oh, right, and right, I thought, because yeah. I, I quite enjoyed the last series, which was probably about a year ago, maybe more. Mm. Thought I'll give the pilot episode another look to see if I've reassessed it. And it was utterly horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I, I am quite happy to leave well alone for the original eps. Yeah, it just was so obnoxious, and I hated all of them. Well, it maybe hasn't dated well, but at the time, it yeah. Was good. So and Helen Baxendale was in that as well. She was, she? Yeah. So, and then she went on to be in Friends. As well. Maybe she just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, mm. maybe I just liked them because they sort of weren't trying as much, and they'd settled into their roles. Maybe because the early eps were just they were trying too hard. They were quite obnoxious. But, uh, yeah, so that's worth a look. Yeah, so that's Cold Feet. That's on Monday on ITV at 9pm. Then, arguably, the biggest series of the week is on Wednesday on BBC Two at 9pm, but some of you may already have seen it, and that's Good Omens, which, uh, if you're unaware, it's already been shown on, or been available to stream on Amazon Prime. Mm. But it was a co-production with the BBC, so they're now getting to show it. So if you don't have a subscription, if you're too tight to pay for one like me, <laughs> um, then this is the ideal opportunity to get to see it. It is, it's not a quick turnaround for it to be appearing on BBC Two, but it's not 
it's not as serious an heart attack. It's mm. a few months. That's it's a few months, yeah. 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 I was going to ask if it was about a year or so, but maybe no, I think, no, I think it was in the summer. Maybe yeah, then yeah. It was on Amazon. I I saw the probably half of the first episode and gave up on it. Um, <laughs> I was good as that. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not badly made. I was just a bit like, I'm not really bothered about any of these characters. No. But what is interesting, I think, uh, if you get a chance, is David Tennant has a podcast, and uh, he interviews Michael Sheen mm. um, about uh, them working together, and uh, Michael Sheen uh, has some great anecdotes about working with Neil Gaiman, who uh, was one of the writers, wasn't he? Yeah. And that's, uh, for me, that was far more interesting, the, the actual Tennant-Sheen uh, podcast, so if you get a chance, have a listen to that. It's David Tennant's own podcast, just track that one down. Yeah, I guess we should really say that it's, it's a fantasy anyway. It's based on a novel by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Mm. The novel's about 30 years old, I think, now. I didn't realise it was old as that. Yeah, mm. um, and it's about an angel and a demon played by Michael Sheen and David Tennant. And they're, they're friends, they've been living on Earth for donkey's years, and they come together to kind of stop the Antichrist and the end of the world. Yeah, I think the book is much loved as well, isn't it? Mm. It is, yeah. I think... Pratchett and Gaiman have got such a, a big following that mm. Good Omens was never really going to be a flop. Yeah. Um, it was always going to get, it, you know, it got a ready-made audience. Again, we're going back to this kind of brand name thing yeah. mm. where anything that they touch sort of turns to gold. So. And that's been in the final stages for years as well. I think they were going to turn into a film at one point and that fell apart. I think maybe Terry Gilliam was attached. Mm. So, you know, the fact that it's finally seen the light of day is quite good. And I'm pretty sure it was done as a radio show as well. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. definitely done by BBC Radio. But it's got a good cast anyway, as well as Sheen and Tennant. It's got John Hamm, Daniel Mays, Nick Offerman, Anna Maxwell-Martin, Nina Sosanyu, whose name I can never say properly. Uh, Francis McDormand is the voice of God. And even Nicholas Parsons. Oh, fantastic. So you can't say fairer than that, really. What, what, so you say fantastic at that, I was thinking fantastic at John Hamm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it really interests me actually because since Mad Men he's not really been in anything huge has he but I think it's just because he's really selective about what he's in he's only in things yeah. which he finds interesting in which you know if he wants to work with people he's not just taking things for the paycheck he was in that really good episode of Black Mirror that Christmas special which yeah was a few years he was ago. even in um, season 3 of Toast as well, oh he was fantastic oh, yeah. in Toast I yeah. that yeah it was yeah. the first episode he, was, he, oh, he slept mm. in a John Hamm shaped <laughs> thing between two beds, I can't even explain it. It's utterly oh, no. ridiculous. Yeah, it was a really bizarre episode. That yeah, one, but, but it's hilarious. You think, what on earth is he doing that? But again, I think it's just because he finds he, he's only he must like he must be a fan. And thought, yeah, 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 exactly. I'll do that, I, might, no I might have to check that out. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're really sure. Anyway, this first episode as well is followed by a 2017 documentary about Terry Pratchett. So if you if you are a fan or if you watch the program and think, yeah, that's great, I want to know more about him. Ideal. Well, the funny thing is, I've never actually read a Terry Pratchett book, but I have bought the first book in the Discord series, and it's on my shelf, it's on my uh, oh, to read. They, well, so, this uh, could inspire you then. Mm, it could well do, yeah. So I, I intend to read that this month, actually, so that's quite good timing. Good up. Mm. So that's Good Omens. That's on Wednesday on BBC Two at 9pm. Good Omens. Good, good o. o. Oh, good o Omens. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and last but by no means least is Cobra which is on Friday at Sky One, on Sky One at 9pm. This has got absolutely nothing to do with Sylvester Stallone. Boom. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. <laughs> Probably just as well. <laughs> Instead, it's a, a new British drama starring Robert Carlyle as the Prime Minister and he's dealing with an unfolding national emergency after catastroph catastrophic events throws the nation into darkness. Yeah, it's really weird because I remember probably about five, six years ago, Sky came under 
big criticism for not putting enough money into the British film industry and British film and television mm. industry, criticising you know, just for buying in loads of American imports, not producing other things. And now they produce loads of their own things, and I think they've recently announced that they're going to be building massive studios down south, aren't they? Um, yeah, I think so, right. yeah, yeah, throwing loads of money at it. And they've done quite a few series recently, and I have hated every one of them. <laughs> mm, I can't yeah. get past the first episode of anything of their original production. Their, their films are horrendous. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're just putting a bit of money into the production oh. of that once it's been made, because some of the choices are really bizarre aren't oh they? did you see Hurricane Heist no which was basically Twister meets Fast and Furious yeah so and it was directed by the guy who did the first Fast and Furious oh, as well well um, you can imagine people going into a meeting and saying and saying this is the pitch yeah, yeah. and them going oh yeah fantastic rubbing their hands together in the league talking of which there was wasn't that Dave Batista died yeah, that was another one on a well. soccer pitch yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was pretty much made because they were able to use Upton Park before it, it was fi- demolished final score or something yeah that was, yeah, yeah. so that was terrible um, dreadful but I mean is that Pierce Brosnan in it as well? It should have. If not, it should have. I'm, I'm sure he did yeah, one for It probably does, yeah. yeah. But I mean, in terms of TV series, they did that Curfew, which was awful. awful. I, I didn't make it past one episode of that. Yeah. Um, it, was it Discovery of Witches? Was that one of them? Which was yeah. highly lauded, but I couldn't get past one episode of that either. Mm. Um, there was something else that they did as well, which was awful. I couldn't watch more than one episode, but the name escapes me now. So it's, it's almost like throwing lots of money at it isn't the issue. It's oh kind no, of yeah. make sure you've got a decent I, script I think to start with. That's yeah. it. It falls flat in the writing from yeah. the very first step. Yeah. Well, so. hopefully, Cobra. Yeah, tune Cobra. in to uh, Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, don't, if you don't like that, watch the Stallone film instead because <laughs> it's probably more entertaining. So that's Friday Sky 1 at 9pm after we've dissed it, just in case yeah. there is anybody yeah. out there. Yeah, most of the Yeah, Right, moving on quickly then to free-to-air films. Hopefully we're on slightly better ground here. So actually, when I looked through the listings earlier, I was a little bit disappointed to see that there wasn't really any big new premieres on free to air uh, this week. However, then I stumbled across Sony Movies Classic, which uh, which is a, a new channel that just started the week before. Mm. And I could have actually chosen something from every day from that. Oh, right. It, it could be the new talking piece. <laughs> they have got some real good stuff, yeah. They have, they have yeah. Um, so I'm going to kick it off anyway with The African Queen, which is on Saturday at 5.50pm. Um, if you've never seen it before, it's based on a book by C.S. Forrester. It's directed by the great John Huston, and it stars Humphrey Bogart in his only Oscar-winning role as um, a drunken boat captain. And he takes under his wing a, a missionary sister played by Catherine Hepburn, and they're in Africa. Uh, just as the First World War is starting and they embark on this crazy mission to blow up a German base, basically. Right. Or German ship, sorry. Um, it's kind of crazy. It probably shouldn't work, but I think the chemistry between the two stars is fantastic and it's got a really great script and it's just full of great moments, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it was one of my grandpa's favourite films, so it's always going to be my favourite spot for it mm. um, and I saw it quite recently on DVD it's been released on Blu-ray during the last sort of three months or so and it really really stands up today I'm so glad that um, it's never been remade because nobody's ever going to be able to do a better version of it really a couple of two appearers in it either can you so they're not going to remake no, it no no, <laughs> no, no CGI or anything <laughs> no. like that uh, it's fantastic so if you've never seen it I would urge you to tune in on a Saturday Okay, well, I've never seen it, but the last time the two of you encouraged me to tune into something, it was 
only carry on films, I think, and I made it. Uh, <laughs> I had to force myself to watch 20 minutes of it, and after that, I said, no, I'll turn it off. <laughs> Which one was it? I can't remember. Was it um, Carry On Cleo? Oh, maybe. my goodness. And you didn't like it? No, it was awful. No, really? Okay. Fine. Oh, God. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can really compare the African Queen well, to no. Carry On Cleo, to be honest. No. Uh, it's, I'm still scared from the last time when the two of you said, I urge you to watch this. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? So, but no, it's, it does sound as though it would be better. Yes, it's definitely better. Mm. So that's The African Queen on Sony Movies Classic on Saturday at 5.50pm. Also on Sony Movies Classic, this time on Sunday at 9pm, is Clint Eastwood's directorial debut, Play Misty for Me. Chris is already laughing at me because I've managed to, <laughs> to shoot all the Clint Eastwood film in there. Yeah. Um, but I'm making no apology for that because it is probably in my top three favourites of his films. Oh, really? I, I regard it that highly, uh-huh. yeah. Um, he plays a DJ, so not his regular type of role. No. Um, and he he's a he becomes well he's stalked basically by an obsessive fan, who the person who wants him to play Misty for her, um, and it all goes really really nasty and horrible. And you've not seen it, Chris? No. It's one of the greatest psychological thrillers you will ever see. Really? It's even better than Carry On Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've definitely heard of it though, and I know that is. Very much lauded. Jess- Jessica, yeah. is it Jessica Walter, isn't it? Yeah. She is phenomenal. I mean, she she's makes so scary. Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction look like an amateur. Mm. She's absolutely brilliant. Which was on TV recently, and yeah. I'm a big fan of that film. Yeah, I think yeah. if you like Fatal Attraction, you will like Oh, well, there you go, that's movie. all you need to say to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got the first time I ever I saw your face in it, hasn't it? I think. Yes, it has, yeah. Um, I think Clint actually picked that to be in it himself. Yeah, it's um, a cracking thriller. It is fantastic, and it also has a cameo role from Don Siegel in it, who yeah. was Clint's directing mentor. Didn't, didn't uh, they yeah. make Dirty Harry like the same year? Yeah, they it did, because in, in Dirty Harry, he's the famous scene at the start where he's standing in the street with the gun, yeah. there's a cinema behind him and it's playing, uh, playing Misty for uh, him. That's, that's yeah. the film that's on. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. A real golden year for Clint, that, that year. 1971, yeah, well indeed. And he looks fantastic. Yeah. And I've actually been to the, the bar where Don Seal's character is supposedly working. I've actually uh, been right. to it. It's in Monterey, in yeah. California. I've done that Not coast. that I was stalking. No, no, I was following <laughs> Jessica Walter's footsteps by stalking Clint Eastwood or anything like that. The, the opening, if you ever do like that coast road, uh, if you do like a tour of the kind of uh, California area, that, that opening of Big Sur, I think it is, yeah, it's it is, phenomenal. Yeah. And you get to see Clint just travelling that route, and it's such a wonderful coastal road. You know? It is. It's... I, I, I've actually done that yeah. route, and it's, I think it's probably the most spectacular scenery I've Completely. ever seen. Completely, I love it. It, it drives across a bridge called Bixby Bridge, and it's just yeah. absolutely stunning. So there, there's really nothing bad about this film at all. Challenge accepted. Uh, <laughs> you, you really have got to watch it, guys. So it's on Sony Movies Classic on Sunday at 9pm. Have you got that? Oh, clashes with the NFL though, doesn't it? That's the problem. You can record it and watch it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, also on Sunday, this time on Channel 5 at 10pm, and it's also on Friday at 11pm, is Notting Hill, which I'm guessing... Have you, have you seen that? I first? have seen this, yes. And I know Roger will have seen it. I, saw, I think I saw it in the opening day. I was a big fan of um, Four Weddings and oh, uh, right. Bridget Curtis and stuff, so mm. I was really keen to... Uh, to see Notting Hill, and this was before the hype kicked off as well, this mm. was before it became a massive hit, so I was really chuffed when it turned out to be one of the best films of uh, that year and that decade for me. Mm. I think my mum went to see it six times. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
she absolutely loved she loved it that much yeah it is, it is absolutely brilliant you know it's it's how to make a great romantic comedy and um curtis is such a genius mm. and uh it's got that glorious shot, hasn't it, of the marketplace? Oh, yeah, with the changing seats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roger and Michelle, genius with that. Because a lot of people ripped that off later. But the fact that, you know, he basically covered the course of a few months in one, one tracking shot mm. at uh, the market is, is terrific. If you've not seen it, Hugh Grant plays a London bookshop owner who falls in love with a Hollywood film star played by Julia Roberts. But it's kind of about will they, won't they make a god of it? Mm. And you can probably guess what's going to happen at the end, but who cares? Yeah, but who cares, because it's brilliant. Because yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's got a really great supporting cast as well, with some of the some of the biggest sort of TV stars, I suppose they are, mm. people like Hugh Bonneville. And yeah, yeah before he became really famous. Yeah, exactly. Um, playing Hugh Grant's friends, and it's kind of their reactions to Julia Roberts' character and, and things like that. And yeah, yeah. Her, you know, appearing mm. in their world all of a sudden. It's just beautifully observed, really. Mm. And Gene McKee's in it as well. I'm a bit obsessed. Yeah. Yes, very good. Tim McInerney, do you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All the greats. All the greats. So that's Notting Hill. That's on Sunday on Channel Five at 10 p.m. and then it's on again on Friday at 11 p.m. Then I'm not sure this next film could be more different. It's Carlito's Way. <laughs> it's on Monday on ITV, ITV at 10 p.m. Um, Al Pacino plays a former gangster. He's released from prison. He's determined to go straight, but his crooked lawyer kind of drags him back mm. into a life of crime. Um, and you know what? I don't think I've seen this since about 1996. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really taken with it, so I'm quite surprised that I've not seen it since, really. I did really, really like it, and I, and I think it's one of Al Pacino's sort of most low-key but compelling performances. Oh, well, so he's not just being very shouty? He's like not he, just he, being very no, shouty, okay. no. I don't know if it's something to do, he's got a big beard in it, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's calm, that calms him down. It's not it? me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Rog? Uh, do you know what, I, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through, but I do like Brian De Palma when he's on form, and Pacino can usually do no wrong, so um, I'll, I'll give it a look. It's, you know, it, I'm not 100% on it really. I think uh, De Palma's had more hits than misses really, but um, I'm sort of quite yeah, interested but, in this but stuff. when he's good... He's very, very good. Mm, so yeah. When he's good, he's very, very good. When he's bad, he's horrid. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, and, and I get a bit bored of gangster thrillers as well, if I'm honest. They're all a bit yawnsome. But uh, Pacino completely sells it for me, so I'll give it a look. And it's also got Sean Penn in it as the lawyer, um, but good luck on recognising him because Within he's got a bonkers wig on. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh <laughs> God, Uncle Fright. Yeah, he has, yeah, he looks terrible. Um, but yeah, worth worth seeing the first 10 minutes just yeah, to I see I like Sean Penn as well, actually. Mm. He's good in it, his buddy is Al Pacino's film, really. Yeah. So that's Carlito's Way on Monday on ITV4 at 10pm. And again, we're jumping to another very different film, and that's Kind Hearts and Coronets, which is on Wednesday on Talking Pictures at 6.55pm. Chris is laughing because I have again managed to find <laughs> something pictures. on Talking Pictures. Yeah. Um, this is an healing comedy, should need no introduction. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, I think we've talked about this before. Have we? Fair. You might not have been there, but I think we've talked about it before. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Ali Guinness plays eight members of a family, and Dennis Price is the sort of illegitimate heir to their fortune, and he systematically sets about killing them all off so that he can inherit. Uh, maybe we have spoken about this before, but if we did, I didn't watch it after that discussion. It was that memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's brilliant. 
Alec Guinness is great in it and it's easy to say that when he's playing eight different roles but Dennis Price is really really good as well he was often miscasting things or he was sort of towards the end of his career he, he kind of got typecast really in a certain type of role but he's brilliant in this because uh, he's kind of charming yet malevolent as well um, and it co-stars Joan Greenwood as the woman he's supposed to marry and Valerie Hobson as the woman that he thinks he should marry because okay. she's kind of poshly um, <laughs> and Valerie Hobson at the moment is being played by um, Amelia Fox in the Christine Keeler yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot that was on actually I remember we it's spoke about it didn't yeah. we and I was going to watch it and I completely forgot it was on that's quite nice. she was married to John Profumo in real life mm. ah, could I throw a warning out there yeah well, go on then I would um, it's just on a different tack but Alien Covenant's on this week which is easily one of the worst films ever. <laughs> so if you're listening out there and you're kind of curious, don't, whatever you do, watch it. It's horrible. It's not one of those ways you maybe watch it just to see how bad it is. It, well, if you must. Yeah. But that's a, a word of warning. Just That's on Channel 4 at 9 o'clock on Saturday, so I'd, I'd just avoid that like the plague. Is it as bad as Freddy Got Fingered? I know they're not the which same Which I've genre, never seen, but, but uh, well, I've, I've heard really bad things about that. is the worst that. film ever, so if... If you ever say benchmark for this is a terrible film, don't yeah. watch it. I don't say, is it? I mean, I, I, I'd level it out with The Finest Hours, which is on Sunday, gives you 2 10 pm, which is that film that I've talked about before and I can never remember the title of it. <laughs> um, but it's uh, Chris Pine. It's a really old fashioned um, uh, drama set in, uh, in New England and it's based on a true story about mm. this kind of like uh, big oil tanker or massive ship that runs aground and splits in half. And this kind of Dunkirk-style movement goes on, where these kind of brave sailors set off to uh, to rescue the crew. And it's it was a massive flop for Disney, but it's such it's one of those films that every time it's on, I have to watch it, and it's really emotional. And it's got that actress from um, Strike, who's uh, you'll remember what, what's her name? Holiday Granger. Holiday Granger. Oh, yeah. And she's magnificent in it. So uh, she's you know I wouldn't have said she was British at all. She's got she does. Mm. Such a great British actor. Uh, this is ringing a bell. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, I do tend to mention it every every few months, but um, it's a, it's such a, it loses everything on the on the small screen. But it's it's such a great little film. And Chris Pine is fantastic in it. So give that a look. But wide berth for Alien Covenant. <laughs> no, no pun intended on the berth. I think it's known as Alien Commentary around our office as well, isn't it? By, uh, quite <laughs> put, a few people. Put it put it this way: there's a recorder lesson in it. <laughs> it's a horror film with a recorder lesson. That's nearly as bad as James Bond cooking a quiche. Exactly, yeah. To kill. Exactly. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You don't worry about it. No. Don't, don't bother re-watching it for that bit. It's just, um, yeah, pretty bad. Bond cooks a quiche. <laughs> they never put that on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Fassbender plays the recorder. That was strangely missing from the Alien Covenant poster. Anyway, I think that's it for us for yep. this week. So you've been listening to Sarah Morgan. Chris Daniel. And Roger Crowe. Bye. 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 Bye.